Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Miller and Condon on a busy Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. That's on the AM dial. 106.3 is where you'll find uh, the signal on the FM dial. We appreciate wherever you're listening here this morning and hope you can spend... Uh, some of the next couple of hours with us. Uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we are, well, NFL heavy. Good God, the league is unbelievable, isn't it, Trent? They got it figured out, huh? Oh, my God. You know, I thought driving home, we'll get to the BMW of Des Moines guest list in a second. I, I'm just giddy with what unfolded last night. I thought I asked myself, you know, kind of self-reflection, do we talk about, do we talk too much about the draft leading up to it? Because mm-hmm. there's basically, I mean, we Every single day, right? right? Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks, I wonder if it's overkill, and we lose our audience. And then I turn on the TV last night, about three o'clock in the afternoon, actually early, and about three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it, it's just the theater, the ebbs and flows, the moves, the thirty-two teams, and you don't like thirty-one of them for the most part, but. You're just on the edge of your seat, I found myself last night. It was so freaking entertaining. It is, for all intents and purposes, the perfect kind of embodiment of sport. And you think of the way that it's set up. You mentioned the 32 teams, and there's been continued conversations in all leagues about expansion, trying to get money anywhere that they can. The 32 is perfect. You stop it. The four team divisions that everybody has, and you see those three teams, home and homes, and just the rivalries that have developed, and from the old ones to the new ones, and you think of the AFC and NFC South, those are still rivalries, too. Mm-hmm. They don't matter here right. for us, right. but those are rivalries and the way it's set up, and the teams that are easy to hate because of excellency, Pittsburgh Steelers, because of New England Patriots, mm-hmm. the ineptitude last quarter century of the Dallas Cowboys, yet they're always at the front burner. Yep. We all have these teams that are very easy, even if there's not a rivalry aspect, to root against, and then... You have your team, and it doesn't matter what it is. I I told you the story years ago. I watching had a draft party when we were up the dial. And sitting there, of course, plenty of Vikings jerseys and Bears and Chiefs and Packers. This guy in his Jacksonville Jaguars jersey (laughs) in the middle of West Des Moines. There's this guy and his girlfriend. He got his payoff last night. Did she she have a jersey? She did, too. Yeah, I think she had his old one. It was a Maurice Jones Jr. jersey. Oh, wow. And there they were watching the draft with their friends, a couple of Jags fans. Right here, in because West Des Moines. it's everywhere. It is. And, and you're going to find a fan of every team in even a market of this size. Mm, God, it was fun. Mm. We'll get to your Bears in a second. I thought it was remarkable. We'll get to the NFC North in a second. I thought the uh, the Bears uh, won on a couple of fronts. So did the Vikings, at least on one, and so did the Lions, because I don't think there's any way in hell they're putting that genie back in that Green Bay quarterback bottle. That in a second. So coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour... We focus on the four regional teams as often as we can. If you're a fan of a regional team, you're going to hear about your team at some point during the week. We try to uh, make that promise. Uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs will join us first. Of course, they sat yesterday out. They made their move uh, in the days leading up to the draft, trading for a left tackle, which was an excellent move. But we'll pick Nick's brain on today and get his report card on the other three teams in the a- uh, AFC West. And then we're going to um, poach... 
the Fanatics draft expert yes. from their draft show on um, Wednesday night. Uh, up in Ankeny, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, Russ Carew is going to join us. He was the third voice on the, uh, well, the fourth voice, because you were part of it too. Uh, but he was the uh, kind of, um, the, I don't know, insider's not the right word. Mm-hmm. The You know, he had his opinion on all of the draft picks. So we'll get his take on what transpired. At 11 o'clock, uh, Iowa, uh, they finished things up. Tomorrow, with an open practice, Tom Cakert will be here. Iowa State finishes things up tomorrow in the dark, in front of nobody. But Dave Sproul is still going to be here. We'll talk basketball and football with Dave Sproul as Iowa State finishes up their uh, spring football. Dick Girardi, who's covered the Derby for decades, will give us a few minutes on the uh, run for the Roses, which goes tomorrow at about 5.50 hour time. And then we'll give you a chance to win some barbecue from Claxons. We'll have the Derby in there. We'll have the uh, NFL Draft uh, in there as well and some other stuff. But that's the BMW Des Moines guest list here today. I, I think we have to start with your Bears. It was a... Um, when the when it was first announced that the Bears are trading up with the Giants to take twenty, a couple of things crossed my mind: a, the Giants never trade, right? Which which was uh, first time in Gettleman's career. It is the first time in his career that he's traded uh, his pick. He doesn't want to get fleeced uh-huh. when, when he was asked, "Why don't you do that?" I don't want to get fleeced. Well, he didn't get fleeced. I thought he got a pretty good deal. I thought mm-hmm. it was good for both teams. It felt that way. It didn't feel like oh they really overpaid or mm-hmm. they didn't get enough. Yeah. On the surface, felt pretty even. Absolutely. So, and I get why Bears fans would be a little jaded when it comes to the quarterback position. I understand it. Do, do you do you want to play this game? No, I don't. <laughs> um, but you know what? I think that's come to an end. I absolutely love this pick. Um, I know that you were all in. You texted me last night. How excited you were! Andrew Downs came bouncing into the studio here this morning. He wanted to talk um, about the pick. This is a potentially franchise-changing event that unfolded last night. Now, could he bust? Of course, Trevor Lawrence could. Don't think yes. he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for the Bears to identify their quarterback, and for him to still be on the board at 12, knowing that the Patriots were going to take a QB at 15, the fact that Ryan Pace, who swung and missed before on the position, uh, was willing to do that, I, I just think that this is the, this was as good a night as the Bears. Of all the 32 teams, I thought they had the best night. So this is going on during bedtime, putting the kids down. And this is all, my phone is going absolutely crazy. And so all I basically see is the Bears made a tra- the Bears are moving up, and that's all I see. So I no TV in in the kids' room, anything like that. Okay, so read a story, looking at my phone a little bit, read a story, looking at the phone, back and forth I went. But in the interim, I had just this sinking feeling that it was going to be for Mac Jones because I didn't get on Twitter, where I'm sure everybody was probably seeing at the time. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Fields. Yep, and. I remember those mock drafts that you, it felt like you brought up to me every single day. You know, this mock draft has the Bears taking Mac Jones at 20, and I'd tell you gross. And, and we'd have a chuckle and we'd move on. Although he did land in a perfect spot for him. He did. But we went through that, it felt like, for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And so that, and then the Kellen Mond conversation. Maybe, (laughs) maybe these guys are just that crazy and they're scared, much like they were scared that somebody was going to come up and get Trubisky. Mm four years ago, that the same thing was going to happen here, and it was that. Ultimately, they got it right. And then when they find out 
they got it right in my mind, the excitement. Oh. And just the thought of watching the Peter Tom Willis's and the Moses Moreno's and the Steve Stenstrom's and the Shane Matthews and Henry I, Burris. I could play this game all day long and it's a crappy game to play. Yeah. So I will let the audience move on. But it is that excitement that I just You have hope again. I'm beat down with this organization. You know this. See? Uh-huh. We've been working together now for a long time. Yeah. And you know there are times I just I don't even want to talk about them. I it just it is so frustrating this organization in a huge media market that has everything you want as a football organization and they can't figure it out Mm-mm. and year after year after year they can't do it and it feels like in t- today's NFL they finally figured it out I think they did Trent I really did um this was this was my second f- uh, favorite quarterback in the draft um, yeah, look, it got going at number three, right? Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Chris Sims is best friends with Kyle Shanahan. He knows him better than, you know, he knows, uh, he knows family members and it's going to be for Mac Jones. Well, it was for Trey Lance and then Pitts goes. And then what's Cincinnati going to do at number five? Well, they've got to protect Joe Burrow. They've got to get him a left tackle. Nope. They're going to get him his former receiver. Uh, then at six, the, the Dolphins had a, had a, uh, a choice between the two gifted Alabama receivers. Sue is there at seven. I love what Carolina did with Horn at eight. I'll skip over Denver. I'm not real excited about it, but we'll see. Uh, Devontae Smith. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys actually make a trade, which was remarkable in and of itself. And here come the Bears at 12 because the QB that they want. At 11. At at 11. Yeah. Uh, Right. At 11 is still on the board. Um, and they're going to come up and they're going to get them, and that's exactly what they did. Cowboys got their guy Parsons at 12. So I think the Eagles, they identified they, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They got him. The Cowboys wanted a uh, linebacker with Sean Lee calling it a career and Van Der Esch not being able to stay on the field. Um, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but he's had injury uh, concerns uh, his years in the league. So just a, fina- just a fascinating, phenomenal night of television. Chargers get what they need. Slater, he's perfect. Perfect. I like Vera Tucker. Yes. Is he a left tackle? No. But he is going mm-hmm. to be, I believe, healthy, a Pro Bowl guard yeah. for the next decade. And the Jets wanted to protect their new investment. Yes. Um, and Zach Wilson, and they moved up and they got him. Then we get to Mac Jones and the memes and the pictures of him with the shirt off, with the cigar in his <laughs> mouth, looking doughy yeah. and just not yeah. like... Kind of like Tom Brady did when he stood for Absolutely. his picture at, at, uh, at the Combine. There was a lot of those side-by-sides. And look, no one's comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady. <laughs> well, some people already are. Well, one of them's the best quarterback to ever right. to ever take a snap. But at this point in their career, yeah, what they were. Okay. And what they perhaps can be. Mm-hmm. I'm well, not Drew a Mac Bledsoe Jones guy. was yeah. the guy there. But there, yeah, right. there is a perfect opportunity with Cam there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what COVID did to Cam Newton's season this year. Before that, he was playing some good yeah, football. All right, and I have a feeling he was the MVP six years ago. Right, this guy isn't just going to go out like a punk. He's just going to all right. That uh-huh. guy can have my job. From what we know of Cam Newton, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Just going to allow this young hotshot from Alabama. By the way, remember where Cam went? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he's just well. gonna, he's going to allow him just to walk in there and take <laughs> that job. I think this is perfect. And if you believe in Mac Jones, if you are a New England fan, you got your guy. It made perfect sense. You didn't have to use any draft capital. Nope. They'll be wheeling and dealing. They'll be trading down. I'm sure that'll happen now with New England. 
and putting people together. They've spent, now mm-hmm. they have the quarterback of the future, mm-hmm. and they get another year of Cam. Patriots back to the playoffs this year? <sighs> I don't know. Not ready to go there yet. I think yet. the Bills are, Bills are a legitimate player, and so are the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins draft, both of them. Uh, getting Phillips, who we talked about a lot during the season. I know there's some injury concerns mm-hmm. there. Uh, and getting Tua, a legitimate weapon. Um Oh, my God. It was so much fun watching that last night. I liked what the Vikings did, picking up a couple of third-round picks uh, for moving back to 23, and they got a guy that they needed in Derrissaw at that mm-hmm. spot. They found their offensive lineman. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets his running back with the Jags' second pick of the first round to Travis Etienne. I like the uh, the Steelers taking Najee Harris at pick 24. Tony to the – where did he go? The Giants? Yes, the Giants, uh, the receiver at 20. I didn't understand the uh, the uh, Raiders pick. I don't think I'm alone in that boat. Uh, who else? Uh, Farley falling all the way to 22. Sure, it was injury concerns, uh, but Caleb Farley is a really good, might be as good a corner as there is in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both Horn fans. We both love Horn. Um, but the bigger story, Trent, was obviously the news that Adam Schefter broke. What time was that? About three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon, whatever yeah. it was, on, on Aaron Rodgers. And um, you get the alert on that one, and I got like the ESPN alerts that pop up, and mm-hmm. it's I have it set up so it's only the biggest stories. It's not oh, every not hour I'm getting right. something because yeah, yeah. I've had that before, and it's so annoying. Yep. But I have it set up where it, it's basically maybe twice a week in general. I'll get that. So this has to move the needle for yes. it to get into your phone. Gotcha. And I see it, and I see it's Aaron Rodgers. And you have so many things that just first go through your mind, and then that. And it almost felt like, well, it's just a done deal. Yeah. And Mark Schlereth, who is John Elway's left guard right. and one of his best friends, he does a he's on talk radio in Denver. I think it's one oh four something the fan. And that's it's the most popular station in Denver. He breaks the news locally that the deal is all but done. All but done. Yes, that was the media. National media goes crazy with this. So I saw the Schefter thing, immediately ran to my basement, where my DraftKings account is on my desktop, Uh and wanted to jump on Denver because the win total is seven and a half. Mm -hmm. So I log on. I'm fast as I can trying to get my fingers to go because I'm a hunter and a pecker. (laughs) Um, And it's off the board. Already off the board. It's already off the board. Because uh, I wanted to go over the number, but you should have just listened to me when I said yeah, this earlier in the week. Yeah, you said that seven and a half, my favorite NFL over bet. Here's my take on all of this. I I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to take another snap as a Green Bay Packer. I don't think he can. I think there's too much bad blood there. They continue to ignore the offense, uh, put offensive weapons around him. Again, they took another quarterback, uh, yesterday, cornerback yesterday. Jordan Love last year was a pick that he was not even um, consulted upon. Uh, it did not make him happy when he when he needs weapons. He knows the sand is going out of his NFL hourglass. Wouldn't know it. He was the MVP for crying out loud. But I don't think that they can patch this relationship up. They tried all off season. Apparently, they were running out to the West Coast where he has his home uh, and, and trying to you know trying to mend fences, and it didn't work. I don't think he'll. I, I think his. Green Bay Packer days are over. I do believe he's going to be a Bronco. I think that's why Justin Fields was there after the Broncos chose at nine. I'm convinced they were going to take a quarterback. I believe Mark Schlereth um, was 
at least partly right that the deal is almost done. The deal's going to be done on June the 1st when the cap hit against the Packers goes from 33 million down to 14. If they uh-huh. trade him today or yesterday, it's a 33 million dollar hit. If they trade him June 1st, it's 14 million. That's a significant chunk of change. So this is done in principle. I believe it is. And oh. I think certain is part of probably part of okay. the deal. This will be because I don't think Denver needed a corner. They addressed cornerback in they the off season, right? And then they got an, I can't, his name escapes me, but they got him early in the in the free mm-hmm. agent process. So and then Fuller falls into their lap. They didn't need a cornerback. They needed Micah Parsons. That's what they needed if they were going to go defense. But because when they pass fields, I was convinced that this is a fait accompli, June 1st, Rodgers to Denver for their first overall pick this year and whatever else it's going to take. Likelihood next year's first round pick as well. Yeah, at the very least. And it might be a couple. Yeah, sure, it might be. Yeah, right. It could be that direction. So that, to me, brings it all together. Because why didn't it happen yesterday? And the one thing that, if I were in your shoes, that would give me at least some pause is because the... It could be done in principle. There's no paperwork, right? Right. Yep. And what would stop T-Mex coming in and bettering the offer yeah. and, and giving them something that, for whatever reason, Denver can't give them? Because mm-hmm. that's still out there. Mm-hmm. Denver's got cap space. That's the good part about it. That's they can okay. fit Aaron Rodgers on their uh, very... They have to make a couple of moves, but nowhere near what some of the teams that are rumored. Rodgers wanted San Francisco. Though San Francisco's out. He's mm-hmm. not going there. Yep. He After San Francisco, his two choices were Denver and the Raiders, apparently. Those were his preferences. Now, you're not going to trade him to a place he doesn't want to go. He won't go. Right. He's going to host Jeopardy. He's got options. Yes, he does. Um, oh, what a fascinating day. God, I love the league. Yeah. Well, I just love it. It's pretty easy as a Denver fan. Well, it's just it's easy for me here. Look, I was on cloud nine. I when bet. I, saw the, I was absolutely on cloud nine. I thought, wow, what a day. This is, this is going to... But look, at, if you're a fan of the Vikings, the nemesis is gone. Fan of the Bears, you got mm-hmm. a quarterback. And Green Bay's quarterback is gone. After a quarter century of great more quarter, than that. 30... 1991 or two, wasn't and it? And even Mikowski wasn't bad. He wasn't. I agree with you. So we're going... We're almost... Almost 30 years. Yeah. It's, and now it's the Jordan Love era. Good luck. Those guys don't come around very often. No, man. And you get back to back. It's a good place to be. Let's ask him a lot to get back to back to back. Let's get Jeff in here and then we'll get back. Again, Nick Atham will spend a few minutes on him on the Chiefs. We'll get his AFC West report card. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Um, You know, I just called Trent and I wanted to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and you went right into the convo. So I hope I don't say the same things. But um, here's the crazy part. And I want this to soak in, just not the NFL fans, Green Bay fans. You had Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and you have two ships. Now, let's think about Aaron Rodgers. What? You guys brought up, you guys brought up uh, last year's playoff run. Oh, oh two Tampa. ships. I thought, okay. Two championships. Two okay. ships. Sorry. I thought we have to um, mute. <laughs> sorry about Go that. Go ahead, guys. Jeff. Um, so, last postseason. That's got to make Rogers AD's uh, unnecessary censorship, right? Doesn't even have to edit it. <laughs> he's in the next studio and he's got his thumb up. So, yeah. Anyways. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt sorry. you. I won't no, do it fine. again, I promise. So Aaron Rodgers' last postseason against Tampa, he had terrible – that was a terrible game. So I don't want to hear, well, he didn't have weapons or he didn't have this. He's had plenty of opportunities, and he's had 
one championship. Now, mind you, you guys might not have said this, but ESPN and, and other reporters, they were crowning him as better than Tom Brady, the best quarterback that's played this position, right? And you're telling me all that he could do at Green Bay was get one championship, and now he wants to run away because they're not giving him anything? So what's he going to do? And, and mind me, what's he going to do at Denver? You're, you're going to win in that division? They got or, better weapons. I mean, Adams is a star. I get it. But he's got better. That's a fair point. He's got, there's Patrick Mahomes. Better, there's Justin Herbert. I, I agree with you on the competition. That, that, that division is not good for him, though. So my thought, and, and I haven't read this. This is just my idea. I'd go to Miami. That's where I would go. Yeah. Division's um, easier. Yes, it's a fair the, point. It, right. Mm-hmm. And look what Tom Brady did. He went to a division that was a little bit easier, warm weather, mm-hmm. um, and he, they got weapons around him. You can't tell me if Rodgers goes to, I think it's going to Miami is better than Denver to play with. I think people will follow him more at a Miami than a Denver. Um, but I, I, it's just crazy to me that we talk about moving the needle, which Rodgers does, but when you look at his career as a whole, it reminds me, I'll make this comparison, it reminds me of the Braves of the 90s. You had all that talent, and you won all those games, and you had one championship. Yeah, he's got three MVPs. He's a hell of a player. Um, you know, he, he, give him Adams. He's got tight end mixed in every few years. Good running game. And he's had a good offensive line. Yeah. Look, I'd take him in a heartbeat, Jeff. I mean, he's, so he's one of the are, best to ever play the game. So when you read, when you read his bio... Are you going to hold your hat on saying he's won three MVPs? Is that what he's going to be known no, for? No, but there's a lot of quarterbacks that only get one title, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of good quarterbacks that get none. I mean, Dan Drew, Drew, yeah, Drew Brees has won no, one I, Super Bowl. Brett Favre won under, one Super Bowl. I, I get that, but we hold Rodgers to, to a high standard. So, a really high standard. I mean, people compare him better than Tom Brady. So, no, those people are wrong. Yeah. Well, they're dead wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, appreciate it, Jeff. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of the Jeff. Enjoy the weekend. Um, like Aaron Rodgers, he's one I mean, the best player to play the game. Here's a crazy idea. Here's a crazy team that has a lot of talent that maybe could. Now don't now don't be bursting my bubble. I'm, I'm here. just. I was looking at <laughs> the salary cap list. Okay. Who's got money? The Jaguars? No, they're not going to no, do this. Uh-uh. No. The Jets? I don't think so. No. They got their guy. Yeah. Bengals, Although Green Bay's traded a quarterback to the Jets before. Yes, they have. Bengals, they got Burrow. It's a rebuild. Yep. Colts, okay. You know, you got Lions. Here's a team, though, that's ready to win now. And I still believe has a quarterback problem. Who? The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland they Browns. They have. Baker Mayfield was first overall. Not that that, you know. Uh-huh. They have $17.9 million in cap space. Yeah. The Broncos have 18.7. Yeah. So that is similar. Mm-hmm. Is there more commodities on the Browns roster to trade perhaps. I really like that defense Cleveland brings to the table. I do too, but I, that's the one thing for you in your spot. Like I said, you, is there somebody else that could... Line in the weeds. Yeah, huh? could do it. And I like that Cleveland team a lot. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I, I don't think you're winning... I don't think you're getting to a Super Bowl with Baker. Uh, that division's tough. I think the Steelers are going to finish last this year. I, I think, think Cincinnati's arrow's clearly pointing up. Baltimore had a good day yesterday. You can win playoff games with mm-hmm. Baker. He did it last year. Yep. I think this is about Two as good, good running as it can backs. Be. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers and the rest of that team, Ooh. even what you'd have to trade off. Well, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to every team but maybe Kansas City and be an upgrade. Right. Right. Maybe Tampa Bay. Uh, there's a very short list of teams that he wouldn't be an upgrade to. Mm-hmm. 
And I, and I just don't see him going back to Green Bay. I don't see how you can put this relationship back together, Trent. I don't. But didn't we get to that point, it felt like, with Russell Wilson for a couple of days? Didn't we get to that point with some of these others? And ultimately, yeah. it did happen. Mm-hmm. This one feels different because this has been building and lingering mm-hmm. for a long time. And the Russell Wilson one... There were things that were taken from months ago that have been said and put it kind of all together in that yeah. really that one week where it felt like all was coming together and he was going to be traded. And listen to Pete Carroll earlier this week. We were never close right. to trading Russell Wilson. It, it was never even a real conversation. In well, the apparently there was some whispers out there that Rodgers um, wanted out because John Lynch f- called the Packers and yeah. asked if he was available before they made their move. This was a couple of weeks ago before they moved up to third overall. Ah, fascinating day of football. Just absolutely amazing. MVP great. of the league on his way out. One of the local teams moving up and getting a quarterback. I thought the Vikings had a good day. You know, picking up a couple of thirds or a couple of threes, moving back, getting an offensive tackle is what they needed. Chargers pick at Slater. I know it's not a local team, but that because of Sewell falling, that uh, caused uh, Slater to fall to thirteen, which is right what the Chargers needed. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing night of television. Who I didn't, didn't watch you like? your pitch? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't uh, no, I did. I, I did flipped you? over one time to the Dodgers Brewers game for. Must have been a hell of a game. Brew Crew beat him, yeah. huh? Yeah, held out. Bullpen was great. Wow. I think maybe 45 seconds of uh, baseball is all that I was able to see. Uh, who didn't you like? Is there a pick that you yeah, said? Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't get, I don't get uh, uh, the Raiders uh, taking the offensive lineman the way they did it uh, at 17, uh, Leatherwood. Leatherwood, yep. Um, I don't get that one. Other than that, I really can't. Um, I, I don't know enough about the, uh, uh, the, the linebacker from Penn State. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't know enough about him. And um, not kid, Micah Parsons, the other one. No, the other one. And Awea? Yes, yes. And, and the kid who went last to Tampa Bay. Don't know him at all from Washington. So Awea didn't really show up this year. No, he. I don't think he had a sack this season. Hmm. Penn State had three first rounders. Remember how bad that team was? Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> yeah. a bad. That was a bad That's football a good team. Point. And now Micah Parsons opted out. How about that part two? That that's my final thing before we hit our break. Seven guys that opted out were drafted in the first round. When this was first happening, it felt like, from the things we were hearing from NFL GMs and front offices, mm-hmm. I thought that number would be about half, three or four yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that was it. Seven they guys. They can't help themselves. Look at uh, Mike McCarthy on Wednesday was, was criticizing opt-outs. What did they do? They took an opt-out. Right. If you could play and if the team's got a need, you're, you're going to take the best player, and Parsons was. Oh, fun night. Two more nights to go. It won't come close to what we saw last night, but, boy, that was unbelievable television. We will uh, hear from Nick Gather, spend a few minutes with Nick. Uh, then we'll get our draft guru in here. He was part of the KXNO uh, mock draft the other night at Mistress Brewing in Ankeny. Uh, and then we'll get uh, Iowa and Iowa State. What else are we going to do? We'll get a little derby preview. It's tomorrow at about 5.45, 5.50 local time. You can watch and wager at Prairie Meadows and Claxon's giveaway as well. Uh, right now, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Don't guy one. I don't blame you. No. Um, oh, I got, I got a home run for you, actually. Oh, do you? You're, you're ready for this yeah, home is run? Is the Justin Fields pick? You know me well. (laughs) 
That's a home run. Yes, it was. Good for you Bears fans out there. And good for us, because we have Cappy every week and Jeff Hughes whenever we want him. Uh, it's time for you uh, to enter a keyword at kxno.com. It's your chance to win $1,000. The keyword this hour is water. That's water at kxno.com for your chance to win $1,000. Nick at the next Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO. It is KXNO. Trent Condon here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renner's Warehouse guy, he lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renner's Warehouse guy lets Renner's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renner's Warehouse guy, he sleeps soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44. It's like a pro. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite G. Everton is subject to policy terms. Welcome back. 10.35 on a Friday, about an hour and 10 minutes. We'll give you a chance to win some barbecue at Claxon's. Nick Athen, the Chiefs, will be on the board tonight. Uh, we'll get to where Nick thinks they are going, or at least the position that they should look to identify first. Let's get a report card in the AFC West. Uh, Nick, uh, as always, thanks for coming on. We will uh, impose on you again on Monday to recap uh, the right. uh, draft from the Chiefs' perspective. Um, but first of all, just your thoughts from last night. Your biggest takeaway was what? Uh, that Aaron Rodgers didn't get traded. Yes, <laughs> that's my biggest. That, yes, that's my biggest takeaway. I, I thought when that news broke, you know, it's been pretty calculated. You know what he's done in the off season. He's made this clear since January uh, that he was not coming back. Uh, they promised to trade him. They rescinded that. Um, so his agent put all that noise out yesterday, and obviously the report was, you know, Denver, yep. um, Las Vegas, uh, potentially San Francisco. Um, San Francisco is obviously out the window at this point. <clears throat> Excuse me, after they drafted Trey Lance, but you know, I thought I thought there really weren't a whole lot of surprises outside of the ridiculousness of the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I couldn't agree pick. with you more. <laughs> and uh, I think the Chargers helped themselves yep. um, quite a bit, actually. Um, you know, I think. Um, I think Slater's going to be a terrific offensive lineman for them. I thought he was a, he was probably the highest riser of offensive linemen that I've seen in the last probably three or four years. 
he was a middle second round, uh, late third round pick, and he just worked his tail off mm-hmm. and turned himself into a top 13 pick. So uh, I think he did well. Yeah, he I'm with well. you. So tonight, when the Chiefs do get to participate, what do you, right. what, what would you, if they, if they asked you, Nick, maybe not player, but position, what will you be looking for the Chiefs to address with their picks tonight? I think priority number one is to find a wide receiver number two. Uh, I, I think they have to. They're they're losing Sammy Watkins and a couple of unknowns. I mean, they've been shopping McCole Hardman and nobody wants him. They got Robinson coming back. They've got a couple of guys that you know have been in the system a year or so that are kind of behind the scenes that are going to get a chance. But right now, their wide receiver core is not as good as the Broncos. Um, you know, it may not be good as the Chargers at this point just because they've only got two guys that they can absolutely count on. And you need more than that for Patrick Holmes. I'm glad they fixed the offensive line. But if Terrence Williams Jr. slides, which I think he is, because he's, he's got some risky medical stuff, not risky meaning that you know he's not going to be able to overcome them. It's just how long it's going to take till he can be NFL ready. Um, you know, He's the great, great nephew of Joe Delaney, the late Joe Delaney. It'd be a great story. But to me, wide receiver is number one. And number two, they've got to get linebacker help. Um, they're very high on Nick Bolton from Missouri. Um, he could be a guy that could just start right away. He's got good lateral movement. He can blitz. He can cover tight ends. You know, they don't have that Derek Johnson, jack of all trades linebacker. You know, they really need Willie Gay Jr. is going to be great next year. Um, you know, obviously, they're going to still need to find some more um, linebacker depth. But, you know, I think. If it's not those two, definitely edge rusher. Um, you know, they've got to be able to get after the quarterback. So if Brett Beach is calling me instead of Patrick Mahomes, um, get Terrence Williams Jr. Uh, I think he's going to be a terrific football player. I think he's going to be a guy that can be an all-pro. Um, he, he is, he's going to remind people of the kid in Seattle when it's all said and done. Mm. When you look at it, more likely to happen here. Of course, they, they lose the first rounder with the trade for Brown as they <laughs> sit. Two in the second, a fourth two-fifths and a six, more likely they end up trading up and trying to get a guy that they really want or trading down and accumulating a few more picks? I'm going to go out on a ledge here. I think the Chiefs are going to probably trade down farther uh, in the early stage of the second round, and I would not be shocked if they gave up their number one next year. Uh, Brett Feast just doesn't covet number one picks like everybody else because he knows basically it's a high-end second-round pick because they're going to be in that last four every year. Mm -hmm. Um, At least that's the mentality. And nothing this offseason that they've done, regardless of how they draft in the next two days, is going to sit here and tell me this isn't one of the best two or three teams in the NFL. So right now it's a luxury. They did what they had to do in the offseason. But I think they're going to trade down. I would not be surprised if they shipped off their pick next year. I would not be surprised if the Chiefs are drafted uh, get three draft to pick three guys tonight wouldn't shock me at all. Mm, interesting. Uh, Nick Athen uh, is our guest. So, Nick, is there, um, you know, way down once we get to tomorrow, is there a position? They don't need, uh, they don't need a, a kicker, yep. obviously. They don't need a punter, do they? Is there something that, um, you know, late tomorrow that maybe they can pick up position wise? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, draft a couple of offensive linemen, take your chances, yeah. you know in the fifth and sixth round, find another cornerback. I think Rashad Breeland will be back. He's got zero offers, so I don't know where else he's going to go. So I think he comes back. I think they're okay at cornerback and safety. Uh, I would get another wide receiver. I'd get another wide receiver project. I would find a tight end. Um, they definitely need a backup tight end. They don't have anybody. There's a there's a couple of late rounders, I think, that could fit the Chiefs nicely. They have to find kind of like a, a bruising, blocking, 
guy who can go out in the flat and catch a few passes, um, you know, catch some tough balls over the middle. Um, they don't really have that outside of Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's, what, 31? Going to be 32? Mm. You know, that's pretty old yep. for, a, for a tight end, and he's still playing at a Pro Bowl level. So at some point, you got to start thinking there. So I, I think those are the areas that need. Obviously, you're not going to be able to fill them all, but, you know, a couple things to keep in mind if you're a Chiefs fan. One, there's going to be a lot of cuts. June 1 is going to be like free and see all over again mm-hmm. with a salary cap and signing the draft picks and trying to make room and guys that don't fit and guys that are going to be replaced based on the draft picks that are picked this weekend. You know, I think the Chiefs are going to have a second round of free agency. So, you know, some veterans like Melvin Gordon or Justin Houston, if they don't get an edge rusher, you know, could be guys that the Chiefs fit, you know, fit in nicely on a one-year deal. So, um, you know, for to me, the Chiefs did everything they had to do in the offseason. They fixed their offensive line. They were going to go toward – they tried a couple of wide receivers in free agency. That's going to be a focus in the draft. They can fix that there. Maybe there's another trade that Brett Beach pulls off for a veteran receiver. You know, who knows? You know, could Julio Jones be a chief after June 1? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's entirely possible. Not that I think that's where he's going to go. But uh, th- there's going to be a lot of movement. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. You know, I mentioned him earlier. I, I definitely think he's on the move. I don't know where he's going to end up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver's obviously a good, strong possibility. I don't think he'd want to go to the Raiders and that dysfunctionality. I just don't think that makes sense for him. So I think it's basically the Broncos are bust at this point uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Fingers crossed that you are right. I know you are. (laughs) Nick, we'll recap uh, what the Chiefs did and get your AFC West report card on Monday. Thank you, Nick. Have a good weekend. You got it, guys. Yep. Good to talk to you. Uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs in the AFC West. More NFL draft conversation coming up. Uh, Russ Carew is going to be uh, with us. We'll take a look at the first round of the draft with the Fanatics draft guru. <laughs> Russ loves He this was stuff. good. I listened to him. Yeah. He was good. He had. A, he was uh, prepared. And um, when you guys were doing that, I missed this brewing on, on Wednesday. We'll take time out. Come back with that. Uh, Tom Kicker kicks off hour number two on Iowa. Dave Sproul follows him on Iowa State as we take you until noon on 1460 KX. 2021. Welcome back, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Take you until noon. Let's get back into the draft, shall we? Russ Carew, he was part of the KXNO mock draft. Uh, he was Lewis Riddick, yes, uh, <laughs> who I think is terrific. By the way, we I called him Russ ES- McShay. Do you want? Yeah, Russ McShay. Yeah, that works. What did you watch? NFL or ESPN? I went everywhere. Went ABC for a little while. Did you? Yeah, um, with the college guys. Yep, and, and enjoy that one. That is more. Told you last year, I watched a lot of that because we were all huddled around the TV as a whole family. Yep, yep. worked a little more, a little better, I think, with the wife. Mm-hmm. This one though, I was a little more independent after everybody got to bed, so. Bounced around. A you know bit what of was weird about the draft last night, and I, I wonder if it has its own Twitter account today. The sh- the chair, yes, <laughs> the chair, yeah. Roger Goodell's chair. I mean, uh, anyways, uh, Russ Carew joins us. Uh, Graphite Construction Group. He was part of the kicks and no mock draft. Russ Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on and giving us your thoughts on uh, night number one, which I thought was absolutely appointment fascinating television. Uh, it was everything you could want and more. I know that there was a lot of naysayers out there. Oh, the ratings are going to get killed. Nobody's going to watch this. It's going to be way down. Haven't seen them yet, but I anticipate that this is going to be a home run as far as ratings. It was great last night, Russ. 
Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed it. I actually did the uh, multiple screens, so I watched nice. ESPN and did that on subtitles and then was uh, doing NFL Network also. Who's, so your, fa- kinda... who's your favorite analyst? Uh, well, I used to like a guy by the name of Mike Mayock, but oh, I don't really see. like him anymore. <laughs> um, I was like Mayock's kind of review. Yeah. He he kind of went against the green a lot more often. And he did last um, night, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did last night, and I, that's kind of one of my what-are-you-doing picks of the, the draft. That was a big but, one. The Raiders at 17 with Leatherwood, that decision, <laughs> a guy that probably could have gotten the second round, mm-hmm. maybe even with the, a pick that the Raiders had in that one. So I want to start, though, towards the top, and one and two feels like they've been locked in now for months almost, and certainly at the top with Lawrence. We went back and forth on Wednesday, Russ, about pick three with the 49ers, what they were going to do. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, maybe it was going to be. Ultimately, they, they decide to go you know, a different direction with Fields, who hadn't been bandied about as much. They ultimately go with Trey Lance. Your takeaway the young man from North Dakota State. Um, I think the Trey Lance pick is a much better decision than Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, Trey Lance has a better athletic profile. He did play against inferior competition, but he also didn't play with, I think, three other guys that got drafted in the first round for offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. So definitely, to me, Trey Lance is a better option. He's a more raw prospect. You know, everyone after the draft starts kind of mocking them to you know a comparable person and i kept hearing patrick mahomes last night i think that's probably a a little bit of a stretch there but i think the athletic profile really fits more along that vein and you know if you're the 49ers and you did watch patrick mahomes go in and and take you out in the super bowl and come back with seven minutes left down by 10 and ends up beating you by 10 i think you maybe look at something like that and say hey this makes an intelligent decision Instead of trying to keep putting the square peg in the round hole like they've been doing with Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe they want to try and move more towards this running style offense, kind of seeing what the Ravens are doing out there. And maybe this kid can learn along the way and pick up the quarterback position. But maybe they started out with, hey, let's try and get a couple of series in here, see what happens. And then undoubtedly, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be injured this year. So hmm. you have him kind of ready maybe midseason. Uh, Justin Fields was uh, also the Bears. Uh, they they certainly uh, caused some waves last night when they moved up from 20 to 11 to take their quarterback. Uh, your thoughts on the Bears moving to take Justin Fields, who many thought was the second-best quarterback in this draft? So I was looking at it just from a uh, trade value perspective, just because it's kind of interesting. Um, the Giants received from the Bears about... 685 points if you go off of the kind of Jimmy Johnson Mm -hmm. draft chart, which is um, somewhere around a between pick 28 and 27, um, or sorry, pick 26 and 27 in the draft chart. So, in effect, they traded a late first-round pick um, to get potentially the guy of their future. I I think it's a much better – option than what they did with uh, Mitchell Trubisky a few years ago. I mean, it looks like, you know, the level of competition was better. The statistics were better. If you watched him play against um, Clemson in that uh, playoff game and where he just really made Trevor Lawrence look a little bit inferior and he was all over the place just doing everything, I, I can definitely see the uh, the want and the need to go after a player like that. Um, Justin Fields, you know, and some people's books was definitely number two, uh, 
too. Uh, I'm kind of undecided a little bit just because I've seen the history of the Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, fair point. And it's not good. It's not worked out well, right? It is not. So uh, you mentioned the Raiders, and you got a chuckle of that because you're a Chiefs fan. The Denver Broncos, well, it looked like in the afternoon, ultimately they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. And Ken, a Broncos fan, filled us in here. June 1st is more than likely when that's going to happen. As a Chiefs fan, the news of Aaron Rodgers maybe coming to your division, that couldn't have made you very happy. Plus, on top of it, knowing you didn't have a pick in the first round last night. Um, the the news on Aaron Rodgers is uh, I feel like he wants to go play Jeopardy or host Jeopardy more than he wants to play football anymore. Um, make more money and not get beat up by 300 pound men. Um, but him going to the the Broncos is interesting. You know, I, I saw some, there's definitely some smoke there. And then I saw some comments come out from the GM that Aaron needs to come out and just tell them what he thinks. And that definitely sounds like there's problems in, uh, Green Bay. If he goes to the Broncos, I think, you know, that's a that's gonna be a tough division. Makes the level of competition a lot more. Um, you know, Denver's got some receiving weapons. Um I I think it might they might give the Chiefs a run for their money officially then. Um you know, it's it's definitely something I, I'm a little concerned with, but hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think the Chargers are on the precipice as well. They got their quarterback now. They've got their left tackle. They got a ton of weapons. I think a really solid defense as well. I, th- I think the AFC West is about to become more than a one-team division. Not that your Chiefs are going anywhere. Right. As long as 15's got uh, time left on his contract, they're going to be a player uh, in this thing. Is there one player that went late in the draft, like a quitty pay maybe, Farley Falls, uh, to Tennessee at 22? I thought that was a great pick that he was there. Even Newsom, the corner from Northwestern. How about Northwestern's night in the draft? Two first-round picks. Unbelievable. Give us uh, give us uh, one of the picks that maybe is not getting the, the chatter that you feel should, Russ. Well, I was going to say um, Tennessee taking my guy, Caleb Farley. I, I thought that was great. I mean, they just lost um, one of their best well, really the, the back end of their defense. He was kind of the, in, in charge of everything for them. Um, and now they're picking up another guy who's a, a really high-value player, in my opinion. He's just got a, a back thing to work through, and that takes a little time. But I really like Farley coming out. I thought he was the best corner in the draft, and he sunk all the way down there to 22. So I, I think that's a great pick. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that uh, Minnesota went with uh, Christian Derisaw, Um we kind of had that in our mock draft, and uh, then it ended up being true. And I thought that was kind of an interesting pick. Um, and then Greg Newsom to Cleveland, I, I think that is great, yeah. great pick. Um, that guy is another awesome corner standout. You watched him play Ohio State and in the Big Ten Championship, and you're just watching him, and it's just like, yeah, he's he's real deal. He belongs. You, you could tell that. So, uh, Russ, you get ready for tonight. Round two, you get to see your Chiefs make a pick. So you had the draft board that we had out there at Mistress on Wednesday, and you were going through last night and put the names out there. You're you're dwindling now in the names that we at least had made for it. Are you going to continue and have your big draft board there in the basement? Well, actually, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm going to be the, the, the fun guy who's going to miss the draft tonight and oh. the rest of this weekend. I'm actually going on a fishing trip. Um but I am looking forward to the Chiefs picking. I think they are going to move up in the end of the second round. I know they need wide receiver after losing Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see him going um, and maybe even selling out their their ladder picks to move back up into the 
later into the third. Um, I just have heard a lot of chatter from the Chiefs that they feel like the end of the second, beginning of the third is really where the value is in this draft um, beyond the you know the top ten. So I, I can see them kind of moving moving around, and Brett Veach as their GM. He is not afraid of anything. I uh, I met him in person a couple of times and had some conversations with him, and uh, he is definitely not afraid of anything. So I, I'm excited. I'll be checking my phone quite a bit. Good stuff. Well, good luck uh, in the boat. Uh, hope you are able to – what are you going after? We're going tarping, tarpon fishing down in the Keys. So nice. it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I yeah. guess it is. Good stuff for us, crew. Uh, a nice job on Wednesday night out at Mistress Brewing, and thanks for popping on and sharing your thoughts on, on round number one. Thanks, Russ. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Have Russ Brew. You, you too. Graphite Construction Group as we get his thoughts on round number one. So the first time I talked to Russ, and it was this. He just wanted to talk NFL. This is... His thing. Loves the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have a dog in the fight in the Iowa State battle. I mean, how about that? An Iowan, he, they're both fine. Rare. What he cares about right. is the Chiefs. What he cares about is the NFL draft. And you know these t- people too, I'm sure. College football is just it's just what they're going to be for the NFL. They, you know, yeah. that's the only reason that he watches the college game for a scouting part of it. That was, like you... That was Christmas for him last and night. Would, and uh, neither one of us were disappointed no. the way it turned out. That, that was, was really good, good television last night. All right, we will get into Iowa again. They've got an open practice tomorrow. Uh, we'll get Tom Cakert on uh, on what he expects to see tomorrow and then follow that up with Dave Sproul. Travis Hines wrote a really good piece on what T.J. Otzelberger has put together. Uh, it was published online today. That seems like it's a Sunday newspaper piece. It seemed lengthy. It was a good read. Uh, by Heinz. We'll uh, do basketball and football with Dave Sproul. A little derby conversation and Claxons giveaway in hour number two on Miller and Condon. It's next on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.